Today we're going to wrap up our series, Jesus, Lord of Your Personality. And today, from depression to joy. Uh, we talked some about that today already, this today, but have, have you watched the news lately? <laughs> um, if you have, how long do you have to watch it before you're completely depressed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's about five minutes, about five minutes, uh, we, uh, before I've just got, got to uh, turn it off. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's why I've cut way back on my news absorption and my talk radio consumption um, cutting way back on it. I, I, I listen just enough to keep, to keep up with what's going on with the state of affairs. I don't want to be ignorant about it. Um, uh, but, but then I've just got to cut it off. Okay, I've gotten caught up. Now I'm just going to cut it off. Uh, the news is just too bad, and, and it brings me down if I dwell on it too long. You know, from three- and five-year-old kids being dropped over 20-foot fences down at the, the border to uh, children crowded in small holding cells that are filled with COVID to the racial tension that many are promoting rather than trying to calm uh, to the, the threats that you and I face as Christians in the way we practice our faith and what we're allowed to say and teach. You know, we as Christians need to stay informed uh, and we need to stand up for measures that, that would take away our freedom to worship as we see fit. Uh, we don't need to just hide and isolate from things, uh, yet it can still be depressing, can't it, as we see what's going on. The world uh, is and always has been a place filled with terrible things that can bring you down. Uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul said that evil people in this world invent ways of doing evil. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 30, and it, that is so true, it's so true. But it's not just the news that can be depressing, is it? You know, it's so many things that can go wrong in our personal lives that can bring us down as well. Christians who rebel, loved ones who, who die, uh, jobs that are lost, friends that disappoint us, our health fails. In a world tainted by sin, it can be difficult sometimes to stay positive. Jesus gave this invitation to all of us who are sometimes disenchanted with this life, from Matthew 11, 28 and 29, he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You know, the, the Christian personality should be characterized by joy and peace, not depression and turmoil. And that's not an easy transformation to make, uh, especially in the world that we live in today. But with Christ's help, we can do that. You know, we, we might think that uh, the depression is, is just a product of modern times. People in the past weren't depressed, just today. Back in the good old days, you know, when you worked with your hands and there were no cell phones, uh, when, when there were just three TV channels plus PBS, uh, <clears throat> back when dad brought home the bacon and mom stayed home and cooked it, uh, back in simpler times, you know, everybody was happy back then. You know, there was no stress, there was no anxiety, there was no depression, you know, the good old days. You know, well, if, if you think that, 
You've either just chosen to only remember the good things from the past, which is not a bad thing to do, or you're too young and your image of the good old days are the episodes of the Andy Griffith show that you've watched. Uh, you know, life may, may have been simpler in the past, but life has always been filled with times uh, and circumstances that threatened and often did bring people down and push them into depression. You know, there are biblical examples of people who experienced depression, like the prophet Elijah. You know, when you think of Elijah, you may think of a godly prophet who stood before the, the wicked king of Ahab and warned that God would judge the nation's sins by causing a, a severe drought. Elijah was a powerful miracle worker. Elijah promised a widow and her son that their food supply would never be depleted, and it wasn't. And when the widow's son mysteriously died, Elijah raised him from the dead. Elijah was a courageous leader. He challenged 450 prophets of Baal to, to a contest to determine who the one true God was. He challenged the Baal prophets to, to call down, down fire uh, from their gods to consume this offering that they had set up. And after the 450 prophets of Baal failed to get their, God to, their gods to act, even after the, all of them prayed all day long, Elijah, after saying one prayer to his God, God answered that prayer and completely consumed the offering and everything around it. You know, with, with so much in his favor, how in the world did Elijah then become depressed? Well, after his prayer was answered before the prophets of Baal, uh, he ordered that all the prophets be executed. And then Elijah announced that God would send rain to the land and end the long drought. And God sent the rain immediately. And Elijah was so happy about all this uh, and, and that he ran, he ran 18 miles to the capital of Jezreel, beating King Ahab, who was in a chariot. But when he got to Jezreel, the wicked queen Jezebel was so unhappy that, that he had had all of her favorite prophets slaughtered that she sent this message to Elijah. 1 Kings 19, verse 2. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. A death threat to Elijah. Well, Elijah was suddenly and uncharacteristically afraid and fled for his life. He ran into the desert far away from everyone, sat down under a broom tree, and prayed that he might die. Just one day after this high point of his life, this godly, miracle-working, courageous prophet was giving up and longing for death. How does that happen? Now, while some might think of, of Elijah, come on, Elijah, what's going on with you? You know better than that, for goodness sakes. Uh, all that you've just experienced, uh, what have you got to be depressed about, Elijah? Buck up, man. Come on. Just trust God. Get over it. But while some might think that, others of you here today, uh, when you hear this story, you can absolutely 
identify with how you can be up one minute and the next minute be ready to die. One study showed that more than 17 million Americans suffer from depression. The resulting absenteeism and loss of productivity is estimated to cost American businesses and ultimately each of us as consumers more than $20 billion a year. One clinical definition of depression is this, a feeling of sadness and dejection accompanied by a gloomy mindset. It can last anywhere from a few hours to several months or in rare cases, even years. Depression is distinguished from simple unhappiness by being more prolonged than the circumstances responsible warrant. Common symptoms of depression are insomnia, changes in appetite, a loss of pleasure in activities that once were enjoyed. Depressed people often have difficulty concentrating, developing pessimistic thinking patterns, and withdrawal from others. There are four degrees or stages of depression. Uh, dejection, discouragement, despondency, and despair. You know, some Christians who don't uh, get depressed, uh, you know, they're tempted to dismiss all de de depressive moods as, as being, well, you're just out of sync with God's will. They might flippantly advise a depressed person, why don't you just snap out of it? Come on, just get happy. Just look on the bright side. You know, but the problem of depression is often too complex to be overcome by just a simple motivational speech uh, or by trying to make someone feel guilty for being depressed, which can make them even more depressed. There are several things that can cause depression. Uh, the cause can be temperamental. Elijah may have been a victim of his temperament. You know, each person is wired differently. Uh, some are easygoing, hardly ever get depressed. Others are more up and down, like the Apostle Peter, uh, who's up one day, jubilant one day, and the next day he's in the pits. But he doesn't stay in the pits long. Some are like Doubting Thomas. They're perfectionistic. Everything's got to be just right for them to be happy. So they, they usually see the glass half empty rather than half full. It's hard for their personalities to see the good because the bad is always in their vision. No matter how good something is, all they can see is a little bit that's bad. The good news is that the Spirit of Christ living in you, if you're a Christian, can help you overcome the dark side of your temperament. You know, by allowing Jesus to be the Lord of your personality, the down times can become less and less uh, severe and less frequent you may have always battled depression you may you may always battle depression much like a person who sometimes struggles with anger and has a hard time controlling it you may have to work at it harder than than others but god can transform you into a person who experiences more joy and less depression uh, depression can be caused uh, by circumstances. It can be circumstantial. Some circumstances understandably lead to temporary periods of depression. Uh, the loss of a loved one, 
certainly can cause you to be sad and depressed for, well, as long as it takes you to work through that loss. And any dramatic event can trigger depression, especially uh, those uh, that are called the major Ds, death, disease, divorce, disaster. As the Apostle Paul understood, uh, he, he had circumstances that, that threatened to cause him to be depressed. For example, 2 Corinthians 1, 8 and 9, he writes, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Elijah experienced three circumstances that likely contributed to his depression. The first one was a great victory. Yeah, a great victory. Elijah blew the prophets of Baal out of the water, you know, soundly defeating them. I mean, how could he be depressed after that? But strangely, depression often follows a great victory. Doesn't make sense, but it does. You know, when you're on the mountaintop, there's no place to go from there but down. You know, as joyous as welcoming a new baby into to your family can be, many mothers experience postpartum depression. Now, after a great discussion that you've had with a friend, dealing with an issue that's between you, after the discussion, you felt good about it. You thought it was a great discussion. But then you question, you start questioning, did I say the right things? You start wondering, did they take something that I said the wrong way? Uh, you, start, you start wondering, should I have even had that conversation in the first place? Now, even though you prayed about it, you prepared about it, and you felt good right after it happened, but... But then you start questioning and it starts getting you down. A significant failure can be a circumstance that can cause depression. Elijah conquered the prophets of Baal, brought back the rain, but you know what he failed to do? He failed to convince the queen that she needed to change her evil ways. You know, he doubled down and, and uh, she doubled down and threatened to kill Elijah. Uh, he was so excited uh, about the rain coming and, and, and he was so excited that he ran 18 miles to just go, I guess, to tell the queen and tell everybody what had happened, uh, hoping that, that when, when he got there, maybe now the queen would see that I am a servant of God and you need to listen to me. But all he got from her was a death threat. When I was deployed with the Air Force, uh, back in, in, to Ecuador back in 2003 for three months. You know, on one occasion, I, I was dealing with some classified information. Uh, we were in a classified room called a skiff, and, uh, and there was some classified material in a safe in that classified room. And I had pulled that out, and I was working with it. And then when I got done, the protocol was to put it back in the safe and lock it up. Well, uh, I wasn't real familiar with the protocol. I hadn't done it much, really hadn't done it at all before. And I failed to put the classified material back in the safe. And it was still secure in the skiff, but the protocol was to put it back in the safe, and I failed to do that. Well, the next morning they came in, and there it was sitting on the, on the desk. 
Now, I got in trouble for that, and it was a pretty big deal. Um, it was a pretty big deal. I can tell you, the embarrassment. I was, I'm, I'm a master sergeant. I should have known better than that. Uh, I was so embarrassed, and, and, it, 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 and I regretted it so much. It kept me down for several days. It took me several days to get over it. You know, a significant failure can cause depression. Loneliness is another circumstance that can cause depression. Elijah ran alone into the desert, and there he declared to God that Jezebel had killed all of God's prophets, and he was the only one left. Now, he was exaggerating the problem, you know, which depression can cause you to do. Yet, he truly felt alone. If you feel that, that you've been left alone and that no one cares about you, you're a prime candidate for depression. A college student who's left alone for the first time uh, at college, the newly widowed, the soldier who's shipped overseas, the single mom or the single dad can feel alone and be driven into depression. Sometimes depression leads to loneliness because the last thing in the world you want to do is be around people. Yet the self-imposed loneliness only strengthens the depression. Another cause of, of depression can be psychological. Psychological depression has to do with our own thought patterns. When we start to get depressed, our thinking can become distorted Zig Ziglar referred to this as stinking thinking. Elijah should have remembered that, that God would protect him against Jezebel. But negative thinking began to dominate his thoughts and he fell into self-pity. He forgot God's power and he ran for his life. After all I did and, and all that God did, nothing changed. Jezebel is still evil and in power. What's the use? What's the use? I try to be a good spouse, but nothing I do seems to make a difference. What's the use? I try to follow a budget, but just when we start to get, a, to get ahead, the car breaks down. And there goes our savings. What's the use? What's the use? Dr. David Burns, in his book, Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, gives hope. He writes, most depression arises from erroneous thinking. We have it in our power to control the thoughts that dupe us into needless gloom. With God's help, we can overcome stinking thinking. Some depression can be physical. Sometimes depression is physical or a chemical imbalance in our body, not necessarily because of something we've done or the way we think, but something is out of sync in our bodies. It's not mental, it's actually physical. Now, when this occurs, often medication can help bring things back into balance in our bodies. Now, while medication shouldn't be the first uh, step that we take, after seeing a, a trusted doctor, maybe getting a second opinion, you might discover uh, that you need the help that medication can bring to bring things in your body back in balance. But other things can cause depression due to our physical health. A poor diet, lack of exercise, 
physical exhaustion. The more tired you get, the more likely you are to feel depressed. Elijah was exhausted, both mentally and physically. Uh, he was dealing with the, the 450 prophet. He ran 18 miles. That's exhausting enough. Uh, he then had to deal with Jezebel, and then he ran into the deserts. You know, by the time Elijah stopped and sat down under that broom tree, he was totally spent physically. He had nothing left in him to lift him up, and he fell into depression. How do we recover from depression? How can we avoid depression? Well, the Bible promises that God comforts the downcast. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 6. When Elijah despaired even of life, God appeared to him, and he did four things that cured Elijah's depression. And as we consider these four things that prescribed by God, we need to understand that a person with a chemical imbalance or a serious psychological disorder cannot suddenly get well the way Elijah did. So just to keep that in mind. But most of us can moderate our personalities with God's help if we'll follow his prescription that we're going to talk about right now and allow Jesus to transform us from depression to joy. The first is recuperation. Recuperation. God first took care of Elijah's physical needs. 1 Kings 19, verse 5 and 6, Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. You know, as much as anything, Elijah just needed to rest and recuperate from all that he'd been through in the last couple of days. Are you a workaholic? How many hours do you work every week? Do you bring your work home with you? Do you toss and turn at night thinking about your work? You know, depression can sometimes be the result of just physical and mental exhaustion. Hey, go back to the message. I encourage you to go back to the message that we presented uh, during the series, The Timeless Ten, Remember the Sabbath. That was the subtitle of that message. You can find it on the church website. You can also find it wherever you get your, your, uh, um, your podcasts from. Listen to that message again, which, which talked about how important rest is for the human body. Our bodies and our minds cannot function without proper rest. And that's why God commanded the Israelites to take a whole day to rest every week. And he wants us to do the same thing. Recuperation also includes eating right and exercise. Now, a healthy diet and regular exercise can help us feel better, which can help us think more positively. The second part of the prescription for depression is revelation. Revelation. God helped Elijah get his mind off of himself and on to the awesome power of God. After he had rejuvenated, Elijah received a revelation from God. 1 Kings 19, 11, The Lord said, 
Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then Elijah saw three impressive evidences of God's power, followed by the presence of God himself. 1 Kings 19, verse 11 through 13. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah got depressed because he took his eyes off of God and he began to just focus on himself. But once he got his eyes off of himself and he saw the, the tornado and the earthquake and the fire and he realized, he realized that God was so much more powerful than his problems, then he was ready to listen to the still, small voice of God. Now God had his attention. Focusing on God rather than ourselves can lift us up out of the pits where we find ourselves. And there are two places where we can go or that can help us focus on God. God's word and worship. Read God's word. God's word is filled with revelations from God just for us. It's filled with promises and hope and reminders of how much God loves us. It's filled with, with promises that God is going to be by our side and, 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 and carry us through the difficult times of our life. Let me just read a couple of them. Romans 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. That's God helping us even when we don't know what to pray for. Romans 8, verse 34, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. God is up there advocating for us. He's by our side. He's not going to abandon us. And that's just two of, of hundreds of promises uh, that we can find in God's word. Open up God's word and let him lead you to the passes that you need. How many times have I heard, uh, heard Will talking about it the other night? You, uh, go, dealing with an issue, I, I opened up the Bible, and right there was exactly what I needed to read. How many, uh, many of you have done that? Um, God, find find God's, from God's Word, from His revelation, just what you need to lift you up out of the pit. It can help you focus on the very one that can lift you up out of depression and secondly go to church <laughs> go to church you know if you're depressed let, let me let me just say it matter of factly i guess i'm saying it to people on facebook because you're here but but maybe there are, have been times and there probably is where you've been home you've been depressed and the last thing in the world you want to do is get up and go to church as you're in depression so let me just say this matter of factly when that happens force yourself to go to church. I mean, force yourself. Make yourself get up out of bed, get a shower, get dressed, get in the car, and come to church. 
even when everything inside of you is saying, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to church. Go to church. Maybe being around people seems like the last thing in the world you want to do. That often is true when you're depressed. But often getting out, singing praises to God, being around the Lord's table, being encouraged by God's word is just what you need. <laughs> Even when you think that that's the last thing I need and the last thing I want. Someone once said, if you act the way you wish you felt, you'll eventually feel the way you're acting. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Most of the time when you force yourself to go to the church, and I bet most of you can relate to this when you force yourself to go to church you find that the experience did lift you up and you're glad you went allow god to reveal himself to you to replenish your thirsty soul and another way another uh, prescription for depression is responsibility responsibility god came to elijah in a still small voice and asked what are you doing here elijah 1 Kings 19, 14, he replied, Elijah replied, well, I've been very zealous for the Lord Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. God helped Elijah overcome his depression by just giving him a new challenge. Verse 15 and 16, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Go to the desert of Damascus, and when you get there, anoint Hazael, king of Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king of Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Neholah, to succeed you as prophet. Get up. Go train your replacement, Elisha. When you get depressed, you, you don't usually need pity as much as you need a new challenge something some new goal to try to achieve you know ask god to show you a new challenge in your life and then get up get up off the couch get out of the house and go find and discover what that new challenge is ask god to show it to you maybe it's a new hobby and maybe it's a new exercise routine uh, maybe it's a new renewed commitment to daily bible study daily devotion it might be something bigger like starting a new business or, or coaching a youth sports team or, or joining a ministry or a Bible study here at church. Don't seek, seek security in solitude. Seek to be stimulated by a new challenge. And thirdly, fourthly, a prescription for depression, relationships relationships elijah ran to the wilderness and convinced himself that he was all alone and, and he thought that 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 this was this was the end and no one else was going to be there to help him no one to have a relationship with and it drew them into drove him into depression so one of the things that god did was to show him that no elijah you're not alone in, in fact god told him Go to Elijah and anoint him as your successor. He's there waiting for you. And when Elijah did this, he found that Elisha would prove to be a great friend, a great encourager, a great supporter. Just what he needed. 
God also told Elijah that there were 7,000 Israelites who were still faithful to God and were willing to stand with him. Loneliness can be depressing. And the longer you're depressed, the more tempted you are to keep friends at a distance, which makes you even more lonely and more depressed. You and I were designed for a relationship. God designed us to be in relations. He, de he designed us to be connected to other people, not to be all by ourselves all the time. We need the stimulation of relationships. So call a friend. Call a friend if you're depressed. Meet for lunch. Meet for coffee. Just talk on the phone. Come to church and fellowship with your, with your church family. Let a trusted friend or friends know how you're struggling with depression and ask for their prayers. Don't try to hide your depression and pretend like you're okay. That's what we tend to do. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, don't hide it. Let them know so that, so that they can pray for you and encourage you and help you. Also, focus on serving others. Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4, Paul wrote, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. You know, one of the best ways to move away from depression and move towards joy is by doing something to serve another person. And it's obvious how that can help. You know, when you're focusing on someone else's need, you're less focused on your own needs. Serving others can help you see that you're not the only person in the world with problems uh, and, and that some people's problems are even worse than yours are. And it can help you feel more thankful for the blessings that you do have when you see how much you're blessed and how others are in need. Helping others, it's not going to take away your troubles, but it can help you keep your troubles in perspective. With God's prescription, recuperation, revelation, responsibility, and relationships. Elijah overcame his depression and rediscovered the joy of serving God and how that can bring that joy. Even in the midst of his troubles, he rediscovered joy. Now Jezebel was still after him. She hadn't gone away yet. Uh, he, he, he still might have to face her. In fact, in the end, Jezebel was thrown out of a window, trampled by horses, and eaten by dogs. Sweet justice, sweet justice. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. <laughs> if and when you are dealing with depression, let's let God transform our depression into joy. Father God, we thank you for this uh, great example of Elijah and the struggles he had. Or sometimes we get this um, delusion that, um, that people in the Bible were always perfect and never had problems. Um, that they, they always had it all straight and worked out. Uh, but we see more often than not that, that your servants in God's word often didn't have it together. And they struggled with the very same problems that we do today uh, because they're human beings just like us. They have the same weaknesses that we have. And so thank you for this example of Elijah. 
Uh, Lord, if there, if there are those, and I'm sure there are uh, in this group here in person or on Facebook who deal with depression, uh, I pray that they can see that there is hope for that, that condition of being a human. Uh, uh, Lord, help them to, to take the prescription that, that God gave Elijah uh, and, and be helped and be able to find that joy and be depressed less and less. So, Father, thank you for this lesson today. Uh, we thank you for uh, your will, that, uh, the, your revelation that we can go to anytime we want to as we open up your word to show us just what we need to hear from you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.